Welcome to the Strivability Podcast. It may be the last part of our virtual merger party or just recommended to you by someone who cares about your well-being. We do at the Thrive. Because we believe that thriving leaders inspire thriving teams who together create thriving organizations. In order for you to enjoy this podcast and get the maximum out of it, we recommend that you go outside for a walk. So if you're not outside already, check the weather and put on appropriate clothing so you're comfortable for the next 25 minutes. Then find your way outside to a park, the woods, the beach or a city stroll. This podcast is for you and you only. It's like on the airplane. You need to put on your own oxygen mask first in order to help others. This podcast is about your thriveability, your ability to thrive. Thriving is often used in contrast to surviving. Surviving is the state in which we protect ourselves from threats or, or crisis. Considering the corona crisis, it's absolutely normal to find yourself currently more in surviving than in thriving mode. This podcast helps you to reflect on your life right now. What's your initial gut response? Are you thriving or surviving at the moment? People often experience both states throughout the day or week. Now, we will give you some time to think about your examples for both thriving and surviving. I'll get back to you in 20 seconds. The world needs the best version of you, especially now, in these turbulent times. You need full brain power, emotional resilience, a clear purpose, and a lot of physical energy. Why? To adapt to new circumstances, connect deeply with others, explore new ways, and find new answers to complex problems. We believe it matters to invest in thriveability. Human energy, performance, and happiness is not about magic. It's about synchronizing routines to create a meaningful, focused, and energized life. Throughout this podcast, we will guide you through the four domains of thriveability. The physical, the mental, the emotional, and the spiritual domain. The crisis has thrown me upside down in various domains over the past six months, both positive and negative. How about you? While listening, make a mental note of a habit that doesn't support your thriveability. Breaking old and building new habits is crucial for thriveability. You do not have good or bad habits. Only your thoughts make them so. Therefore, let's make another distinction that all of your habits are either functional or dysfunctional. And what determines this functionality? Well, how the habit 
aligns with your purpose. For example, if you want to sleep better, a functional habit can be to prepare for difficult conversations in your life. So <laughs> you can put your mind at ease when you go to bed. Preparing difficult conversations just before you go to bed may be dysfunctional as you find yourself repeating it in bed, keeping you awake. To thrive and live a meaningful life, you have to know what is meaningful to you. Do you have a clearly defined purpose? Because this is the starting point. Focus on what fulfills you. What brings meaning to your life? Why is that relevant to you and possibly to others? The spiritual domain is where you acknowledge, remember and redefine your compass to which you synchronize your habits in the other domains. Want to keep it simple? Think about the spiritual domain as what's your reason for waking up inspired every day? Without that, why bother about anything in life? let alone work. Now, take a moment to reflect on your purpose. Again, I'll be back with you in 20 seconds. And if you need more time, just press the pause button. Let's look at the second of the four domains, the mental domain. What separates us from all other species in the animal kingdom is the possibility to change and transform our brain. And as a side effect, our physical body and emotional state. This is what we call neuroplasticity. In the mental domain, we'll discover how much of your behavior, thoughts, feelings are automatic and habitual. What a year has 2020 been so far. Have you noticed what you've paid attention to over the past eight months? Especially during crisis, different people filter out different things from tons of information that is thrown at us about the crisis. Did you follow the stats of the numbers of people infected, hospitalized or in the IC? Or did your brain go wild on the business opportunities the crisis brought up? Our brains are selective. They filter out the information to what's relevant in the moment. And since the brain's first order is survival, it will always look for abnormalities and danger. Our perception of danger is based on a database of beliefs, values, life events, experiences, and emotions. So in a way, we see what we want to see. Or as Anais Nin said, we don't see things as they are. We see them as we are. Our brain loves predictability and energy savings. That's why it's so hard to change our thinking patterns. In a crisis, it is critical to know the selective choices your brain makes and how that affects your perception of the world and the crisis. Once our perception of reality becomes fixed, it's difficult to learn and adapt. Our suffering begins 
when we start clinging to or avoiding certain thoughts. That is the moment we get into a fixed mindset and we don't pay attention anymore. We lose our growth mindset. Are there any thoughts you got hooked on over the past eight months? So now, take a moment to get on the balcony of your thoughts in response to the crisis. One of the most influential mental constructs is the way you perceive yourself. Because the way you look at yourself tends to become reality. A lot of us experience inner dialogues like, I'm not enough, I'm not doing enough, I'm not good enough, or even, I cannot be loved. This then often results in the pressure to compensate, to strive, or to do more we then become more sensitive for external factors rather than what's alive in ourselves. Therefore, it is important to work on positive self-awareness. We all need to find a way to embrace that we are gifted, competent and loved. Sometimes we are not in the right context, the right role or timing is off. It therefore helps to meditate on who you really are what you're good at and what you love to do. Working from who you really are is so much more rewarding and you become better at believing in yourself. Now, take a moment to review your current perception of yourself. A next level mastery is learning to believe in the future that you can't see or experience with your senses yet, but you've thought about it again and again. If you are able to do that, you are using the laws of neuroplasticity of the brain. You are creating new neural pathways by firing and wiring new neural connections in your brain. You're installing the neurological hardware to create change. What is it you would like to become reality throughout this crisis? How can this crisis be a stepping stone for your transformation? New routines, new choices, renewed focus and energy. Are you ready for the emotional, the third domain in our path to thriveability? Or is your head spinning with thoughts and emotions? In that case, Switching me off is an option. Enjoy your surroundings and your own thoughts, of course. Maybe you want to come back at the later stage. Otherwise, move on with me to the emotional domain. Isn't it fascinating how different people experience crisis emotionally? For some, they just move through it without feeling if anything. Well, for others, the corona crisis has been an emotional roller coaster. Where are you on that spectrum?
Many of us are so busy striving. We're always running, sometimes near exhaustion. We're trying to get everything right. Our jobs, our marriage, our parenting, our friendships, and even our social responsibility. So why are we running? Did it occur to you that we may be running to escape our inner selves? Striving to get noticed? To get loved? And in the meantime, the striving can take us away from who we really are. I suggest taking a break. Be silent. And start feeling whatever you feel. Because being at ease with your own emotions, owning them, interpreting them, makes all the difference in being emotional resilient. Resilience is about knowing your emotional triggers and reflexes. It's about being able to acknowledge and guide your emotions, to keep positive self-awareness and connect with others, <laughs> without giving them the power to dictate your behavior. So now, take a moment to reflect on your emotional responses to the crisis. The key to emotional development is to recognize the negative assumptions we have made in our life to limit emotional damage from the past and to recognize that your past does not have to become your future. You have the ability to transform in the present. And poof, we are getting into deeper stuff. You might feel some stirred up tension. If you do, do this with me. Take a deep breath in, and as you breathe out, say to yourself silently or out loud, release. Let's do it three times. Breathe in. And release. And in. Release. One more time. In. Release and let go. Let go. Moving on, we will make it somewhat lighter <laughs> and certainly different by shifting into domain number four, the physical domain. We finish with the physical domain as it is at the core of our well-being. We often split it up in sleep, nutrition and movement. An important indicator of our current physical fitness, biological aging, is Heart rate variability, also known as HRV. It's a measure of the B2B changes in your heart rate. It shows the function and balance of the autonomic nervous system, indicating stress, rest and digest. Our breathing patterns, our physical exercise, our feelings and even our thoughts influence your heart rate variability. The technology and data to measure your HRV is scientifically proven and available. The report we generate when we use this in our thriveability work gives you an insight in your energy reserves, the productivity of your energy, your stress levels, your ability to shift from a stress response into a balanced state, and your brainwave patterns. 
With the insight from your HRV report, you can make better informed choices about the beliefs or habits you want to transform to influence your well-being in all four domains. The corona crisis has disrupted many people's basic physical patterns. If your sleep, nutrition or movement is seriously affected by your circumstances, it affects your whole well-being. So what happened to your sleep? Over a million people in the Netherlands suffer from lighter or heavier sleep disruption. An average healthy number of sleeping hours is 8. But what's your magic number? Also, recognize that it's about the quality of sleep you get. So how has your sleep been affected by your thoughts or emotions as a result of the crisis? Worries about jobs, family health, children homeschooling, or parents being vulnerable to the virus? So what do you do in the last two hours before you go to bed? How much light and screen exposure is there? Are you having heavy conversations? Sleep may be an area where you have developed some dysfunctional habits over the past months. Now let's shift into the movement. What happened to your daily step count? And your exercise routines <laughs> as a result of COVID-19? Maybe you are walking a walk right now, which you've walked more often in the past six months than in the previous six years. Maybe your fitness or sports clubs are closed. And your friends, too hesitant or busy to keep up with your weekly routine. Moving your body daily is directly related to your physical and mental state, and therefore your performance. Make it a daily habit to move, to walk, to go for a workout. Anything will do. For most of us, the more natural movement you can weave into your day, even if it's only moving around the house every hour, the better. Now let's look at nutrition. There is a lot of knowledge in the nutrition domain and a lot of contradictory knowledge as well. The habits around food are deeply connected to our moods and basic needs and therefore resistant to change. What are your habits around regular meals, snacks, fat, meat, alcohol, caffeine, sugar and salt? And what are your habits with vegetables, fruits, nuts, etc.? This is a great time to do small experiments to change your food habits. Nutrition and its effects are so personal and so social since many of us often eat with other people. Is nutrition an area you struggle? Then go and find some personal advice. Then there is one part of the COVID crisis worth reviewing that resorts in various domains. Many people have been spending much more time behind a screen at home, which has seriously impacted their life and that of their family. So now, take a moment to review your physical well-being. So what now? Keep it simple. After hearing about the four domains and your short reflections, 
you may already know what to focus on. What is it that you want to change as a result of reviewing your emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual well-being? Knowledge is great. However, you have to be able to repeat, to fully understand, apply, reflect, and habituate it into your life. And as Lao Tzu said, the journey of a thousand miles starts with a very single step. So start today, right here, right now, with synchronizing your routines to your purpose. I know, it may not be easy, but it's simple and definitely worth it. May the road rise to meet you, and the wind be always at your back. The sunshine warm upon your face, and the rain fall softly upon your fields. <laughs>